Welcome to Prone to Wonder, a podcast where no questions are off limits. Join us, Amber Humphreys and Becca Robinson, best friends, women, and ex-ministry junkies, as we navigate conversations around deconstruction, reconstruction, growth, and wondering aloud about all the things we weren't supposed to wonder about. These conversations aren't about having all the right answers, but about giving yourself permission to ask questions and forge your own path. We're so glad you've joined us. so mad I just I hate everything what are you um, mad about today uh, name it I well because I don't know I'm in Georgia oh, <laughs> political things yeah. yeah well I had that stupid like oh my gosh I had that video go like super viral on TikTok it's like over 1.2 million now it's so annoying I hate going viral I hate it and I said it's like super viral I said it's because if like 50,000 people see your video, like a, a group of 50,000 people, like they can still like all those people would go to a concert, like the same concert, like, you know, this, this amount of group of people is fine. Cause they can all like be, you know, sort of your people, I guess, like you all have a common goal. Mm-hmm. When over a million people see your video, that's a real mixed bag of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you know I stopped sort of paying attention like and I see some of the comments now but I've tried to like other people can fight those battles but it's I think I'm just so angry at the hypocrisy Mm -hmm. and just with all the Christian nationalism stuff and then you know Trump announced he's running again and and it's funny, I told, there was a guy that was like, well, you young voters, like, just listen to what the mainstream, mean. you know, anyway. And I was like, sir, I am pushing 40. And, <laughs> sir, this is um, a target. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, well, when you, you know, and he was just like going on about like how I'll learn. And I was like, sir, I said, but sir, I can only hope to one day know myself as well as you think you know me. <laughs> I've just been real bitchy. Like yeah. I've just been done. And a lot Sometimes of the it's things, cathartic, you know, to just really like is. let loose on anonymous trolls online. I've gotten real. And I've got, you know, I've got that um somebody was like said something about returning to value. He said, go to, you know, because the the whole thing is always like move just move. And I was like, A, I wish I could. B, like, I shouldn't have to leave my home because I value human decency. Right. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, why don't you move to the 1950s? That aligns with your values. And I told you I got real catty. He was like, the 1950s were great. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, for white men? Like, <laughs> like what world? And then everyone's like, what do you have against white men? Like, what do you have? Like, weren't you, like, wasn't your dad a white man? And I was just like, I, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here so much. And because I've been in my, like, my feminist era. Like, yeah. I've been so mad about, like, the medical system and how it treats women and, you know, just mm-hmm. the whole nine. Yeah, like, you're, I, you're in the thick of it right now. I'm Remember, in the for anyone, like, anyone new here, is in the stage, the anger, the righteous indignation stage of 
deconstruction. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I thought it's so funny because I thought, I think I grew up thinking that feminist was, you know, a dirty word. Yeah. And, and, but I have just been yelling about like IUDs and coloscopy, <laughs> you know, just like, because they're like the pain and like what women are expected to like deal with. And for sure. Then, you know, just all of those things. And so I've been real in my feminist era. And so I was like, if I had a dollar for every time I walked around the house yelling, I hate men. Um, and then I'll look at my husband and go, except for you and like two others. Um, except you, come I, kiss me. Except for you, I love you so much. Um, yeah, so I just, I'm in my burn it down era. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's a whole stage. And then I thought it was interesting. I also, it's funny because people like have been fighting me in the comments about like the abortion thing has been really huge. Mm -hmm. And because they're like, well, cause they call uh, Warnock, who is the Herschel Walker's opponent, a fake pastor or like a, because, cause he's a pastor, but yeah. he's pro-choice. And of course, you know, and there, and I'm like, well, for one, Herschel Walker literally has been paying for abortions, but whatever, you know, pop off. Um, but I was like, also, okay, but that's, you know, not in the Bible. And, you know, so what are you like, there's a lot of different opinions on that. And, and I was like, and I really understand, like, I understand that viewpoint. I do because I was there. I was like, but and they're like, well, the truth is the truth, period. And I'm like, that's great for you. What truth are you going on? Because it's not the Bible, because that's not in the Bible. And it's funny because people have really assumed a lot about me from not thinking that Herschel Walker is like, because he's legitimately insane. Like he's got a ton of mental problems. He has brain injuries. He held a gun to his wife's head. Like just like not, like maybe he thinks, one of his like great quotes is um, we shouldn't worry about cleaning the air. Cause if we do clean the air, then like China will just take our good air and send the bad air over here. I, I swear to God, that's real. And I mean, he's just maybe the dumbest person to ever have a shot at public office. <clears throat> and it's just wild to me. Like it's, and people are like, well, you know, you just like, vote for your god biden or you know like i've heard that and i've heard like you just will vote for like any democrat and i'm like you guys like have uh, you just love abortion that was another one and i was like oh my god like the assumptions people make because i think somebody who's legitimately crazy should not be you know in public it, office is really wild to me it really makes, I've had a lot of existential crises, crises over the political divide because I start to gaslight myself a bit. And this is, I think, just, you know, part of my personality and childhood trauma. But I'll be like, am I, am I the crazy one? Like, if everyone is crazy, right? Like, Because I'll see things and be like, how does this many people feel that way? Like, right? Like, yeah. how have this many people gotten on that train when to me that train seems just such a logic jump, you know? Like, yeah. how make it make sense? And then I start to question. I'm like, wait, am I the one? Am I stupid because I'm not understanding it? <laughs> you know, like, why can't well, I asked Jared? 
I asked my husband, Jared, because I, you know, I was a conservative Christian evangelical. So like, I, I was like, was it always this obvious? Was it always like this? And he was like, well, no, historically, like, historically, everybody was more kind of, you're just on the right of center or left of center. Moderate, he was like, yeah. he was like, it, everything was a little more moderate. You just had different differentiations and like policy. And, and it wasn't until, you know, after 2016, that there's been this like, real, like, kind of cold wash sort of insanity. Because I was like, was I always this blind, you know, and I do, I do look back now. And like, I think about like, what I learned is like complete fact. And, and my thing is, I am very, um, I am, you know, my husband's an Enneagram five, and I'm a seven. So like, I will not like go dig through and like, he's like, very like loves to like break things down and like think through and I have never been like that like I've always been like okay yeah that makes sense I'll go with that you know Mm -hmm. and I think that really worked against me and that whole you know like why it took me so long to kind of deconstruct political until the water got so hot you know you think about the frog and the boiling water until it got or whatever you know until it got so hot that I was like holy shit it's burning you know like Mm -hmm. and I was like I can't get out of here and I, I never kind of saw all the like hypocrisies and I never broke down. Well, like, that's not actually what that scripture says, or that's nowhere in the Bible. Like, why do we think that? Like, I never broke down all those things. And I do carry, I think, some shame about that. Mm. Um, because, you know, like I wrote, I wrote blogs about it, you know, um, about the 2016 and like, you know, I felt like I had a little bit of a scarlet letter situation. I was like, I'm sorry. I was brainwashed. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was all, you know, pro-life or nothing. And that was the only thing that mattered. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I think I carry like, it's weird because with the whole deconstruction, it's not just that you typically, if you grew up kind of like in the evangelical circle, it's, you didn't just deconstruct from, Christianity or religion, it's your political beliefs were all wound up in that. Mm-hmm. And so, because it was your political beliefs were an extension of your religion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Republicans were the Christian group. And again, like, I don't know, like, exactly, like, Jared can break down, like, the history of, like, when this, you know, switched, and, like, the power of this went to this, and this person got, you know, all that, that. but just in the human decency realm, because I remember, I legitimately remember thinking things were so simple, and, and that's what I, I worry, like, now, I'm, like, do these people feel that way, but I feel like the temperature is so hot, I'm, like, how can you possibly say it's cold at this point, but I remember saying, okay, well, baseline for me is it's not okay to kill babies. And if we can't agree on, because that was, that was the debate. And that was the point that we all abortion was killing babies. And it's so interesting, the conversations I have with my kids now, because they have a lot of questions about abortion because they hear it come up and, you yeah. know, yada, yada. And so we've really talked very openly about it. Um, but before I remember saying like, if we can't agree on that, you can't kill babies. Like there's nothing else to talk about. Like I very clearly remember feeling that way. And I wonder if like, 
people who are just like completely swept up in this, like, is it that simple to them? As clear as it is to me to see that, like, how are we even arguing about all of this when like, we can just start with like, is this a decent human who cares about like humanity at all, you know, and not just like power and control. And like, is it, am I on the other side going like, it's so simple mm-hmm. when like, it's not like, am I just doing that in reverse now? Like how you're talking about gaslighting yourself. Like, mm-hmm. am I just doing this in reverse? Am I just saying, it's so simple. How do we not agree on this? Yeah. About the other thing, or is it really that? So I have a lot of questions. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel that way all the time because I'll, I'll see things people say and I, I just look at it and it, my brain is like, does not compute. Like I, especially people that I know or did know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, I know that you are at least my, my impression of you was that you were like a solid, stable, intelligent, loving human. So how, how can we be on two such opposed sides of this coin yeah. and not even how can we be on such opposed sides of the coin? Cause I think people have always had varying beliefs, but like so vehemently like angrily different because they'll post stuff like um, the, you know, the midterm elections were happening and I live in Florida, which was a state that, you know, had a lot of drama around it and always does. Um, and I saw people posting reels of them voting for one of the candidates, not the one that I voted for. And they were like really proudly doing this and being like, I'm making the decision, you know, like so proud. So, and I just, I just remember feeling so flabbergasted and being like, I, my brain doesn't know how to make the jump. And so to me, to me, it's like a red flag. It's like, there's something missing. Like this cannot be it. It can't just be like everyone's stupid except me (laughs) because it's not true. You know, like, like I can look at it and be like, I I know that can't be it. So like, what am I missing? That's how I feel when I'm looking at this. I'm like, where, where is it falling apart? Because it can't just be that everyone is horrible all of a sudden, Yeah. you know? Like you were saying, like, am I just on the other side being horrible? You know, like, so there's got to be, and then there, you run into all those sensitive debates of like, well, we can't just accept, uh, like, we can't just like blindly forget that people are voting against other people's rights. Not like we can't just be this like moderate middle. That's like, everyone has their opinions, you know? And like, we should be respectful because at some point it's like, no, like you're voting literally against other humans, right? Like basic rights. That's, there's right. gotta be a line somewhere. But then on the other side, those people are like, yeah, but you're killing babies. That's our line. So it's like, how do we, I how know. do we bridge this? It's so I don't, I feel like things have gotten so, and I, I really, I ask you this all the time. I'm like, you know, it hasn't always been like this, right? Like it hasn't always been so like hotly divided, like, mm-hmm. you know, because, and because I, I saw people on my TikTok that were like, we have to be like, we can just like, I, me and my friends have differing opinions. Like I know, but like at this point, like, I don't feel like it's, it's opinions any anymore. Like it feels like, like human decency at this point. And I, I really, again, I tried whenever somebody brought up the, the abortion debate, I tried to go in, like, I completely understand why 
you feel that way. Mm-hmm. However, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and so we were kind of talking about, about that, but like when it comes to like the people who are like better than any Democrat, I was like, on what plant, like, you know, when they don't have that kind of, or I had somebody that came in there and said like, well, at least he won't, Kemp won't take away my gun rights. And Kemp is another, he's the governor of Georgia and he just won again. and won't take away my gun rights. And I, I just feel like I'm looking at my, you know, gay friends and family who are married and thinking like they want to make them not married anymore or, you know, just kind of all of these things that are up in the air, like even outside of the, the abortion debate. And it kind of feels for me at this point, it almost feels like there's a party of like empathy and like human decency, even though like I do not like agree with a ton of the things that, you know, liberals do or like policies that they, whatever, like, it's fine. Like, I don't like a lot of them. I think a lot of them are just as power hungry as, you know, the other, like, it's not that I'm just like blue washed, you know, where I'm just like any Democrat is better because then that makes me no better than, you know, anybody else. But only having two options is a big part of the problem. It's a big part of the problem. So but like, I feel like it, it's like two groups of people at this point outside of like the elite crazies, you know, right. who want power and yada, yada. But I feel like there are these two groups of people who are, there's one that's like saying, they're like screaming about, you know, fear. Like it's, it's all like fear-based, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're scared they're going to lose power. They're scared of immigrants and they're scared you know it's just like all of this like they want their guns and you know they're gonna mutilate children (laughs) and that's a whole other anyway and then there's this party that's like or this kind of group of people that are like oh my god can we just leave people the fuck alone and let them live their lives as long as they're not hurting people like Mm -hmm. and it's weird because in my lifetime i've never seen like there's all these like uh, book bans going into the thing now too, and there's there's this war on knowledge and differing of opinion, and and for me, I look back and I say like, well, like that's that's legitimately just like your, like that's actual cult behavior. That's like one of the things that is you remove any sort of outside influence where somebody can like think for themselves, and it seems like that's actually they're trying to take away more freedom. Then the other party, like the other party's like, let people do what they want. And that seems like freedom to me. And they're like, but this other group is saying like, but we want like freedom and like, but they're like banning books and telling people what they can do and like telling them who can get married. Like, it's a very, it's a very strange dichotomy. And I feel like an insane person all of the time. I do too. I feel like an insane person all the time. And and then I just start gaslighting myself in circles where I'm like, I must be missing something. Like, I just must. Is anybody listening <laughs> to this? Feel, feel us on this. Like, I wonder how many people who have like had a faith transition or deconstructed or even just had like a political deconstruction <laughs> feel yeah. this way where they're like, because I don't think either of us would say that we were like super Republican and now we're super Democrat. Like I've never fully Uh-oh. identified either way. And, and I've, I, neither of us are, are super political either, like very into politics and like 
following everything and like campaigning. That's not really our, our spiritual gifts. Um, but I, I wonder how many people are like this where it's like, Oh my God, I just like, I was, I was more over here. Now I'm more over here, but now I feel crazy. And I'm like, am I crazy now? Was I crazy then? Are we all crazy? Like, and I look at it and I, I, I see so much of like, I feel like everyone's lemmings. Like we're all just these pawns in this giant game that, you know, is being played for power. And it's like all these people, it's like, oh, get this group all hyped up on this. And then they won't pay attention to this. Get this group fighting against that group because now that group is, you know, and it's like everyone's so distracted on these things that are, I mean, they're very important, but they're also kind of minutiae in the grand like game of chess that's power chess that's being yeah. played, you know? And it, then it just makes me mad. And then I just want to like opt out of everything. And I'm like, but I can't opt out because yeah. like who, if everybody, if everybody that cares opts out because they're frustrated, then all that yeah. leave is anger and fear behind, you know? So it's like, oh, I feel, I feel like what makes the political conversation important and like kind of talking about how we feel is that I think so many people's deconstruction was wrapped up in the political upheaval post 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, and for me, yeah, I that really started it for you. Yeah, with politics, it was um, around like 2019, mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2018 is kind of when it started for me. Um, and then it that's when I kind of started looking around at, at the Christian response to a lot of the racial things that were coming up. Yeah. And that political, and that's rent. And like after Trump, after he was elected is kind of when everything started really ramping up and dividing. And like this kind of like almost like a red sea moment into like, I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And so the political is really what kind of started that. And I know people now who are, deconstructing or who have deconstructed or who have kind of changed their belief system um, or restructured it in some way that feels more authentic to them, even if it's still within the Christian bounds, um, are looking at so many people and relationships that they knew and loved that like all of a sudden these people have like bought into this weird like power cult thing, which is very the antithesis of (laughs) the teachings of Jesus. And they're looking at all these relationships, like, how do we even, like, what do I do with this? Because the relationships are really, like, I look at people that I used to sit in green rooms with that I, like, loved and who are, you know, on the Trump train, like, in that, like, very, you know, how it gets, like, super weird and culty and, like, QAnon and, like, the whole, the whole shift and that is strange for me and sad and i don't know how to relate to them anymore because i feel like it used to be like you really could just like not talk politics mm-hmm. and just be fine like because nothing was burning down but at this point is we have such different core values that like how do we relate like there was an argument going back and forth on my TikTok, this girl was like, oh my God, I need more friends like you because I have just moved to Georgia and I feel like a crazy person. And I was like, welcome. Um, <laughs> we're here. Uh, 
And somebody was like, what, you can't be friends with people? Like, I have friends that have differing opinions. We just don't talk politics. And I'm like, that doesn't really feel like an option anymore. Because politically, it's not like, okay, well, you believe in, like, you believe that this shouldn't be taxed and that this should be taxed. Like, it, it's not about that kind of stuff anymore. It's like this whole, like, human rights and people and empathy and, like, like the war on knowledge and like, like it just, it has become this huge like divide of core values, which I don't feel like it was before. Um, and even and that, that makes it really hard to relate to like, how do you can't just not right. just pretend it doesn't exist. No, but that's what I think. That's where like I start to question and I'm like, but is it really a divide of core values? Like how could we possibly be this different? And that's when I start to feel like I'm crazy and gaslight myself because I'm like, I knew these people. We weren't that different. Were we always this different? Were they just like secretly really fearful and hateful? Like I, I don't believe that that's true. And so that's where I'm like. But as much as I have like, shifted because I feel like we were all kind of like this even if we were on different like the roads were running parallel ish Mm -hmm. just like kind of different sides of it and I feel like it's done this oh I forget people can't see me I am running my hands parallel and now (laughs) I'm moving them into a y shape yeah and it feels like more of a divide in that way and so I feel like when the road started forking some people went to the right and some people went to the left and the divide is further than it was historically. And so like when we were in community, there was not as much, I feel like there wasn't as much of a, of a divide, you know, like nobody was like, we might've had differing beliefs, but then it came to this point where like, it's like you're hitching your horse to this wagon or this wagon. And it took us in two different directions. So now the things that are important to them are like Goya beans and my pillow. Like, I mean, and I, I say that because I know people who have like staked their like, you know, claim on this now. And it's funny, Jared actually commented like, yes, when you get to heaven and and Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful supporter of Goya beans. (laughs) (laughs) And If you don't know about the Goya Bean scandal, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Like the owner came out pro Trump and then everybody was like, well, we'll just use other kind of beans. And <laughs> the Trumpers were like, Goya beans. <laughs> anyway, it was a whole thing. So the fact that we can argue about beans is the funniest to me and sad, but like it became that, like, I feel like people wouldn't have given a shit about who the owner of Goya beans supported before this this moment so it feels like it's everything like the heat has turned up Mm -hmm. and some people like decided like we're in this we like this water really hot and some people are like I'm getting the fuck out of here and so now it does feel like a difference in core value not that like they became horrible people it's just like this is the horse they hitched their wagon to. This is what they put their faith in. This is what they decided was important to them. Yeah. No, that's and, true. And, you know, like this. And so, no, it that's feels a really like good point. Shift. And I, that's a good point. And I think it's just like my, my conflict avoidance side that is like, it can't be. Like, it can't, it just can't be. But you're right. It is, it is a choice that everybody is making. And, and I, you know, if you are choosing 
that side that I, I, I don't know how you could say there isn't a lot of fear wrapped up in the motivations mm-hmm. of that choice, which if you're afraid, then that's, that's how you feel. And that, you know, like that's your experience. And I understand that fear is a strong motivator. I've lived yeah. with anxiety my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I understand, like if you say the most important thing is assuaging my fear, you know, that is a, that is your choice. And that's just a hard thing to work around, you know, because I think yeah. it, and this is the thing I don't want to accept. And I need to unpack this. I actually just started a new book about being a white woman. Um, I'll find it. And let me, let me, it's actually really, really good. Um, I think it really just shows a lot of privilege in, in areas that maybe weren't so like the fact that someone can choose defense of their fear and that in and of itself is kind of a privileged position, you know? Um, Okay. So I started this book, everything, I just lost the title, everything you already know about your own racism and how to do better white women by Regina Jackson and Sarah Rao, but I think, I don't think it's pronounced Sarah. So I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I haven't actually heard anybody say it. I've only read the name. Um, anyway, I found this book on Instagram. It was one of those things where like somebody posted about it and it kind of piqued my interest. And then on a totally different account, somebody else posted about one of the authors and I was like, all right, universe, I will read the book, but it's really, really good. Getting it right now. (laughs) It's really, it's, it's good. It's not an easy read by any stretch of the imagination. Um, It shouldn't be. No, but it's, it's, it's really great challenging perspectives. And so I've seen that in my own life come up, you know, I've, I've, it's, it's made me look at things that, you know, were just knee jerk reactions of mine and realizing like, oh, the motivation of that is actually to protect a privilege or is from a privileged position or, and so then it kind of made me start to see these in other people's, in other people's actions. And I have sympathy and empathy because I understand like that was the knee jerk reaction for me too. It's like, you have to you have to look at these things and unlearn them. And a lot of people just don't want to, which again, another core value thing, which is hard. It's just hard to, it's hard to see people that you loved or had lots of respect for or whatever. And, and kind of now be faced with the reality of that situation. It's it's like, how do we, what do we do with that information? You know, how do we navigate that landscape? Yeah. It's a really, it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard. And it's not black and white. It's not red and blue. It's just, no. it's another one of those things that is just so fucking tricky to yeah. navigate well. I mean, yeah, you can navigate it poorly. Lots of people are navigating it really poorly and really loudly. Right. But to navigate it well is challenging. It's yeah. it's challenging as, as a white person woman, it's really challenging to navigate it well. (laughs) And that's okay. That's my challenge. But like, it's really challenging to face privilege and then take all the elements like of each of our own lives. And like, I'm white presenting, but my family was immigrants and like, you know, like all these different things that play into my history and how I react to the world around me and like what I want for my kids. And then the empathy I feel for other people that are 
grew up differently than me. And then the empathy I feel for people that grew up the same and are trying to unlearn all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah. I almost feel like my brain and my emotions cannot hold all of it sometimes. It's like yeah. it's too much for a person to hold. Like we, I don't think my bodies, our bodies are created to know all of this and hold all of this at one time. Yeah. And I think the point of, of this whole, this whole episode, this whole conversation is that this is another area where you might feel very confused, very crazy, very like you don't know what to think, or, you know, if you're unlearning and relearning or you're navigating relationships that have shifted dramatically, or you feel like isolated, especially if you come from an evangelical background and you haven't built new community yet, or you come from an evangelical background and you're in the South, you know, and you feel like an insane person. Um, Or you're like, okay, well, I am like, I still don't, I don't believe these parts of, you know, this side of the party, but like this side seems also like, you feel like there's no room for any sort of both and moderation gray space. Like Mm -hmm. we want to tell you that, that there is, and that you're not alone. And we're all, I think a lot of us are, are navigating kind of a new political era, you know, this kind of post it's, it feels like a new political era. All of this feels brand new. Um, And especially if like the, I think the, as a country, I think so many people, especially during the pandemic, deconstructed. That's why it like blew up. And so there's kind of this huge political and religious shift that's happened in the country over the last couple of years. And it's really kind of shaped, you know, um, families in new ways and friendships in new ways and jobs in new ways. And so not only are you dealing with your beliefs changing, but literally everyone else's Mm -hmm. like, it all just went like, like a confetti cannon. You're all like, what the hell? Like, it's just all like, all of it is shifting. The whole landscape is different. So it's not only you learning to operate within the landscape you already understood, but through a different lens, you're also navigating a completely new landscape in a completely new uh, headspace and belief system. And so you don't have to have it figured out. No. Um, because I don't think, I don't think anybody does. I think we're all just going like, what is happening? At least, at least if you're not on one of the extremes, uh, like the super extreme sides, um, and you're kind of somewhere in the, the other 90% of the sliding scale, and not on like the 5% of the ends, um, you're just going like, what, what do I do with this? Yeah. Like, what do I do? Cause like, I'm still figuring out my beliefs and my values and my policy and like what I align with, but like everything is shifting so fast. I don't know what to do with that. And so you're not alone and you don't have to have it figured out. And there is room for the gray space. And I wish that if there was one thing I could tell literally everyone in the entire country is, is to make room for, for the gray, that everything is not black and white. Um, and I just, I feel like if everybody could make, have some grace and make some room for some gray, I feel like the world would be 
a much better place. And we've touched on that a little bit before, kind of in other episodes. Um, but it feels very, I think, because of the the midterms and Trump just announcing a reelection and some of the, you know, <clears throat> crazy things that have been happening um, due to some of the election results. Um, I think a lot of people might feel chaotic, which is kind of how I, I have felt, um, yeah. especially in Georgia, because we still have a runoff yeah. um, coming. So, and I think it's almost like um, it's 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 kind of like if you've ever heard in like the personal growth sector or like parenting or whatever, you've read self help books, and and they'll, there's like the sentiment that if you're here and you're worried that you're not doing a good enough job, then you're probably doing a better job than most people because you care enough to be worried that you're not doing a good enough job. So if you're listening to this and you are stressed out and feeling chaotic and want to do a good job and want to have empathy and want to make smart decisions and want to not sever community and all of these things, but also want to support humanity and, you know, underprivileged people and face your privilege and doing all these things at one time, and you're worried you're not doing a good enough job, well, that shows that you care. And that that alone should at least make you feel like you're doing a good enough job to care enough to hope that you're doing a good enough job. And it's just one of those things that I think this is not a sexy answer, but like so many aspects of deconstructing and reclamation and faith transitions and growth, you, you have to just accept the uncomfortability of it and not try and find the answer and pick the side to make the uncomfortability go away. Like you have to just breathe into the stretch and, and be okay. in that tension for a little while, I mean, that's why this podcast exists. Like hopefully these conversations feel like a lifeline when you're in those tense moments, they feel a little bit like, an exhale to hear that you're not the only person feeling the stretch, that you're not the only person wondering about these things and feeling conflicted and feeling crazy and feeling alone. But there are other people going through this too. And also that it's, that it's okay to not have the pain relieved yet to not pick the side and have the answer and have the certainty. It's okay to be unsure. Well, in short, the TDLR, we feel crazy too. Yeah. So um, it's okay. we're really grateful for every single message we get that says, hey, you make me feel less alone because that's literally the entire point of this podcast is that we don't feel like a lot of people are having the conversations that aren't black and white, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so we are, we are really grateful for those of you that are here and for those of you that this helps. Um, we are always available um, on our Instagram at prone to wonder co. And just, you can let us know your thoughts, let us know where you're struggling, or if you take issue with something we say, I'm like, Hey, can you explain that please? Cause I thought that this, mm-hmm. we are so happy to talk to you about those things. Um, we want to be, that new community for you when you feel like you might not have it so um as always thanks for wondering with us we love (laughs) you see you next time bye